the Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Do you remember reading children's books? I do. The picture books that had all the nice pictures and also a story? Oh yeah, they were always so nice and fun. Eh, were they? I don't know, I don't remember. Well, if you want to remember, you should probably listen to our podcast. What's our podcast? Our podcast is Rachel and Sam Read a Story. Sounds super nice and friendly all the time. (laughs) All the time. I'm Rachel Bieber. And I'm Sam Gash. And we are the people who do Rachel and Sam Read a Story. On Mondays on the Nerdist School Network. Whew. (laughs) Ryan. (laughs) You know, and we both got up this morning, a Sunday morning. Beautiful a rainy Sunday morning. Beautiful rainy Sunday. Perfect to curl up with some tea under mm-hmm. a blanket and have your heart ripped out of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we each woke up in our separate apartments and watched the body. I cried quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. And I was also um like really in awe again of the episode because I think yeah. I actually I had feelings change about this episode um on this rewatch. Cool. I'm yeah. excited to dig into that. For me, yeah. and we had talked about it in my memory, and it hasn't been that long since I've seen it, maybe a couple years. But in my memory, the vampire bit, the morgue in the room mm-hmm. with the body was so much longer. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was 10 minutes and it was because when the scene started I was like Wow, how long is this episode? So I paused my Roku. Yeah. It was only three minutes. Yeah. It's the it's so short, but in mm-hmm. my memory, it loomed so large of like, ugh. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to have to deal with the supernatural shit. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really make sense because we know that there's enough time to go to the morgue and then get buried and then you rise. So like, why did this guy rise like yeah. several days early? Yeah. What what was going on with him? Yeah, exactly. And I, it opens too many questions to things I don't need to think about when yeah. There's bigger fish to fry. L- looming fish. Oh my god, Kelly. Are I, we going to make each other cry today? Maybe. <sighs> I kind of feel like I've been um like hollowed out. I feel yeah. like someone has taken an ice cream scooper and just scooped everything out and then now I'm just like a little banana boat. Mhm. With nothing inside. I filled myself with an Egg McMuffin to try to help. It didn't really work. I mean, it tasted good, but it was sort of like that thing when you feed yourself, but you're not that hungry. Yeah. You're like, I should. I will mention that we had, I woke up still kind of full from yesterday. Oh, yeah. We did hit up the Red Red Lion. Lion. (laughs) There's a lot of German food. I didn't eat. My meal, I think, was less than your meal. Because I just had like a little hot dog. You had a German hot dog. Yeah, but we shared a big old pretzel. A huge pretzel. A huge pretzel and a bunch of potato. Four potato pancakes. With other people. There were five of us at the table. Yeah. But yeah, so I feel like the appetizers filled me up. My actual meal was not intense. Yeah. And I didn't sauerkraut it. You sauerkrauted it. Listen, I was sauerkraut. I was sausaging. <laughs> I was uh, potato salading. I was... <laughs> you were living another life i was i woke up this morning so thirsty i I drink a huge glass of water before i went to sleep Uh, i feel like we yeah i I would go back there for beer and just that pretzel that pretzel and those sauces were divine loved it so glowing endorsement i think we're glowing endorsement red lion yeah and if you have to pregame Go to Cha Cha Lounge. Go to Cha Cha Lounge. They pour a heavy. It's a heavy pour and cheap drinks. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. Welcome to another episode of Hellmouthy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent, and I'm the other co-host, Ryan Mogi. Um, and if it's not clear from our little introdoodle, uh, we are going to talk about. A single episode today, um, kind of a landmark episode in the series, uh, and it's called The Body. I think you can sort of, I mean, we don't try to talk too many spoilers in the show, but you can split up the arc of the show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, by what happens before the body and what happens after. For sure. Um, for sure. Uh, I think that all of our characters are going to be changed by this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's going to be one of those, like, we're all closer because of this sort Mm -hmm. of things, you know? Because it's like, Joyce died. Yeah. 
that's, uh, it was, I would say the first two acts of it are like some of the most masterful TV storytelling mm-hmm. ever. Um, well, and it reminds me why I love Joss Whedon so much. Yes. And he is, he, he's manipulating you. He's playing you like a fl- fiddle. Yeah. He's setting you up, but I dig it. Like, yeah, there's so many touches, both in dialogue and the way it's shot and, oh, the sound design. Yes. It's, it's very, it's built to make you feel a certain way and make you see certain things. Yes. Um, I, so this episode is written and directed by Joss yes. Whedon. Um, and it is very, I mean, this episode stands so strongly mm-hmm. as one of the like unforgettable episodes of the series and also of television. Yes. Um, and you were mentioning sound design. There is no music throughout this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sound design is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. The, um, there's a lot of like, um, bringing up of certain sounds. Yeah. Um, Almost no sound except for like one, uh, one one sound s- signifying emotion, right? Which is um really really effective. Yes. Well, and it, I think it really it does a good job of making you have that feeling of that that kind of grief shock, mm-hmm. where at once the world is kind of covered in cotton and everything is soft focus, mm-hmm. but at the same time, certain things are are like intrusively painful like certain senses feel like they're too much yeah but also like the world is a buzz yes and there you get in different parts of this episode there is there you feel those feelings of like complete isolation Mm -hmm. but then also you feel um i want to highlight the beginning part uh right after the theme music yeah uh and it's that long shot of buffy well right after the theme music isn't it the oh right oh god family dinner at christmas the memory it is so cruel. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my mom, who is watching and listening along. Mm-hmm. Hey, mom. Uh, she, I do. I talked to her on the phone before we recorded this, and she hadn't watched the body yet. But I said something like, oh, it's crazy at the end of I was only made to love you. I was made to love you. Uh, you I've never not watched the next episode. Like, you, the end of the episode is such a cliffhanger. And she's like, well, yeah, I went to the next episode in Netflix, and I saw that they showed the scene from before, and then they showed some family dinner. And I was, and she's like, I, so I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, stop watching. Which is oh. fine. Uh, now she knows. By the time she's listening to this, yeah. she's been through it. But uh, oh she's like, it's some dinner. And I was like, what? Because I didn't remember they I went right to that. I always forget that dinner. And so, so I was like, Okay, mom. I think you're. I honestly was like, I think she's confused. <laughs> so, mom, I'm apologizing. Uh, but no, it's Christmas dinner. Yeah, and it's the whole gang. Mm-hmm. Um, Is everybody's- it an actual memory, or do you think it's like her imagining? I feel like it's a memory. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I it I like to think that it's a memory because I like to think that she has such a good memory of all of her people together yeah because usually there's so much crisis yeah and especially this season there's been so much with joyce and her uh brain tumor and everything so i i want it to be real me too also just because in general like in the large scale of buffy's life she does not have a lot of these like nice moments of rest yes also and this is i just said how much i love joss whedon if Jaspia's making a dream sequence, shit gets way weirder than that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, like it's somebody would have turned into a bunny halfway yeah. through that, and or, there's like a man with cheese. Yeah, <laughs> like that was way too tame to be a Jaspia dream se- sequence. Um, but that shot of the the burnt pie falling right to jo- Joyce's face, yeah, was pretty um, upsetting. Yeah, I think that was. I think yeah, that's when I started crying. Yeah, that was when I mean. I didn't cry the hardest that I was going to cry the whole episode, but that was when tears were in my face. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then. And then we have the long shot. And then shot. we have the long shot. And Sarah Michelle Gellar er- should have earned se- 17 Emmys. Yeah. Her performance is so good. Yes. Yes. And her, like, she definitely reverts back to, like, a, a childlike. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, attitude and like it, it's it's very jarring and it's just so heartbreaking to see mm-hmm. this person alone because that's what she always is. Yeah, I mean everyone's alone, but the Slayer especially is very alone, and she's like someone that's always forced to be like the strong person, right. and like and in this moment by default she has to be the strong person, mm-hmm. but it's like. You can see that she is grasping at like, okay, I have to do this thing. I'm going to do CPR. Right. I'm, I'm going to call 911. I'm going to do CPR. I'm going to save my mom. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I mean, there's – her fear is at the very surface, which right. we don't normally see with her. Well, and it's interesting because you call her alone in the past, and I would say that I don't think she's ever been alone. I don't think she's been alone until Joyce is gone because she mm. had Joyce forever. Yeah, she had a mom who loved her. She had a home. She had. I mean, she ran away from home. <laughs> like she, she, she left. She, she left home. It. But even in doing that, she knew her mother was there and loved her yeah. and supported her, and she had a safe place to land. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's we're all. It feels to me like we're also kind of seeing her for the first time not have that. And she calls Giles. She does. So she's going. She's reaching for something. But like, I feel like she's alone in a way she's never been alone before. Yeah, because she always had her mom. Yeah. And this also is like usually she has like this team of Scoobies at her disposal where mm-hmm. she can be like, okay, well, you do this research, you do that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is, I mean, it, it doesn't appear to be something that can be fought with. Like, let's just do the right research and, um, like, you'll figure out what it is and I'll fight right. it, sort of thing. And it's just like, it's this thing that has already happened. Um, so she's definitely having to face this without the Scoobies because mm-hmm. we don't even see her with the Scoobies until they're at the hospital, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, cause it, totally. I mean, she, cause she's going to pick up Dawn and go to the yeah. hospital. So there's really, I mean, honestly, I thought it was really nice of the Scoobies to go to the morgue. I thought it was very nice. I mean, I'm glad they, that. like that is, I was like, oh, cause I, yeah, I was thinking about, it, I was like, what do I think to do? I feel like I would think to be like, I will go to your house and like start making you dinner or something but i would never have thought like i'll go to the i'll go to the morgue with you yeah but i guess that's really nice it is really nice and supportive and reinforces that idea of the found family that they have yeah and i think a lot of it has to do also with like dawn is there so yeah someone has to help Mm -hmm. um uh and i know it's gonna be hard to like bounce between our normal like snark stuff Mm -hmm. uh and this isn't snark necessarily it was just threw me back in time when we have that insert of the phone yeah and then speed dial do you remember speed dial yes, and it would I go beep, boop, 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 yep. boop, beep. and <laughs> yes i remember that and now you just call a number and it just rings and you go hey siri i wonder if she's gonna <laughs> yep yep call ryan she thought your voice was mine yeah you would <gasps> wait you haven't told siri how to pronounce my last name i don't know how to do that cancel I've only done it for my last name. Oh. Uh, you have to teach her, like you, I think you, I'm trying to remember, I think you spell it wrong and then she will, like you teach her what the phonetic spelling is. I see. You don't have to do it for my name. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've just done it for my name. So she, so my Siri knows that I'm Ryan Mogi mm. and my mom is Drew Mogi and yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, so the speed dial thing was was kind of a, Weird. Like that, like I said, it just threw me back. I was like, oh, yeah, speed dial. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I wanted to note that, like, a lot of those, like, uh, inserts and just like that and the uh, the shot from above of the paper towel soaking mm-hmm. up the puke. Yeah. Were so, like, they almost reminded me of, like, David Lynch. Like, they were mm-hmm. very, um, because it was just lingering. Yeah, they were way more patient than the show usually is. I loved that. Um, I also loved the detail that the four was, like, blurred. Did yeah. you see that? Like, mm-hmm. just probably from sodium, yeah, yeah. whatever, from your fingers. But yeah. it was it was cool. It was cool. It was that scene before the paramedics get there is really good. Yeah. Then the paramedics get there, and it's so painful. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know as, as soon as they see the body, they know what's up. Oh, yeah. Like, you... That dude is really good. Oh, he's the, great. The dude that talks to her mm-hmm. later. But like the I wanted to mention two it, it's there's there's one there's a bit of camera work I wanted to talk about, which is one is when she's talking to him mm-hmm. and it's just down you can't from see his, his eyes. Yeah. 
which is and then every time it shoots back to her she looks mm-hmm. so small and it is a very like when you're a kid you really only see like up to a certain part of a person do you, do you ever realize that i never rem- i don't know that that oh i mean i know that in movies they shoot it that way oh i don't remember that being an actual experience i had but i was never that small i guess yeah i just i remember having memories of like I mean, yes, I was People's... not born huge. <laughs> At some point, I was You're a baby. born a full size adult. I was woman. five foot tall. When I knew <laughs> no, I just don't. That is not. Um, oh. But I also was not like I was never a small kid. I was, I was never running around small child. Like when people were, like hiding behind someone's sir- skirt, I was like, no, I was like hip height of my mom. Oh, like not that long ago, <laughs> <laughs> or I guess a long time. But you a know long what I mean? time like, ago. Yeah, I don't remember being shorter than hip height of adults. Oh, I like by the I time I was a lot shorter yeah. than a lot of people yeah. all the time. So that for me, like, seen, like, tracked completely yeah. with oh, no. being yeah. a kid. And so she is very childlike there. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to mention the, just kind of going back before we leave it, um, the scene right before when we're following Buffy, it's all mm-hmm. handheld. Yeah. And that all felt so voyeurist. Like, you felt like you shouldn't be watching, like, yes. seeing that. So it was very cool, especially compared to, like, the show was usually very polished. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, I should be here. I should be watching this. This is a show. Yeah, it's presentational. Because that, sh- it is so presentational. And like, so this part was very, it was very cool to see it. And that. I think that is part of why people really connect with and love this episode. Because this yeah. is like, this is in everyone's top five, I think. For sure. Um, Because this scene is, especially the first scene. Honestly, up until, I would say the whole first scene through Jaws. Like, it feels like you're a fly on a wall of a very real moment yeah um it's so compelling and right before the paramedics get there and buffy sees the skirt is like kind of hiked up and she pulls it down that actually um like wanting to preserve how someone looks even when they're not in a state to even care it reminded me a lot of um the last time i ever saw my grandma um my mom called me at like three in the morning and she's like, hey, oh, how weird. She just texted me. That's very weird. She's <laughs> probably weird. asking me about Vietnamese sandwiches. Um, <laughs> uh, but my mom texts me and she goes, uh, hey, I think Ba, which is yeah. grandma, um, is she's going to go mm-hmm. within the next few hours. So wow. if you want to see her come yeah. out. So I went out and saw her and I think I've talked to you about this. Mm-hmm. Uh and the thing that was so heartbreaking to me, because she had been kind of not, she had not been lucid for a long okay. time. The thing that was ha- that was very heartbreaking to me was that they had dressed her in a really nice outfit. Yeah. And she would just looked very small. And like the thought of somebody, I think that's the thing that made me sad, mm-hmm. which is like the thought of like my mom or my aunt or someone like caring that she looked good. Yeah. And like that. Or that she looked presentable mm-hmm. was very heartbreaking. And I think yeah. that's the same thing that I felt when I saw Buffy be like, yeah. oh, her skirt. Like, they yeah. can't see her like right. this. When it's like, this person it, it is gone. Yeah. Like, they're not caring. They don't care. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that this this whole journey, like, seeing the grief along each of the characters was yeah. really interesting. Yes. Um, and even Giles' reaction was. <gasps> Giles. Yeah. Because he shows up thinking it's a supernatural glory situation. Yeah. And when he sees her and runs into the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough, dude. It's really tough. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to think of what happens. Then we cut to Donnie crying. Oh, right. Which was, again, such a Whedon move. It is. He and loves a, an ironic segue. He it, loves it. It's also like pre-TV renaissance. Like such a pre-TV renaissance yeah. move. Because like I feel like nowadays, uh-huh. if you see that, you're like, oh, she's not crying about her mom. Right. But at the time, mm-hmm. like, you'd be like, oh, no, she already knows. And then to have that flip-flop yeah. thing. And actually, that whole scene endeared me to Dawn so oh, much. Oh, this is the beginning of where Dawn is... Very high on my list. Yes, I because now because she's she's a she's a teenager. Yeah, no, she's she might annoy me, but she's gonna annoy me like an actual teenager, yes. not like a twelve year old. And honestly, the beginning, uh, not to go back to that 
painful, painful memory of the family dinner. But yeah. in the family dinner when she's like, yeah, guys, uh, I've been through puberty. I know about Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. her asserting herself is like, yeah, guys, I'm not a kid. I liked was- that. Also good. Um, and Santa Claus is real and evil. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the whole bathroom scene is so real. And when she calls her a primo biatch, I was like, yeah. you're so adorable. <laughs> that like, ugh, that's such a middle school thing to call yeah. someone primo biatch. Ugh. Dawn. I like that. I was like, oh, poor Dawn. Like, yeah. I felt like she was my little sister in that yes. moment. Because I was like, oh, the... The worst is yet to come, Donnie. <laughs> you think that's bad? Oof. Yeah. Um, and then they have to, she has to go to life drawing class. I guess it's not life drawing. Yeah. Body drawing class. Uh, like sculpture drawing? Sculpture drawing. Uh, next to, <laughs> what's his name, Zach? Oh, I thought it was. What is his name? It's Kevin. He looks like a Zach. Kevin. Yeah. It's probably Kevin. I think it's Kevin. Uh, our salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Because, okay, if you don't look at his hair, his face was 100% like 20. Yeah, nineteen, eight, like a twenty-year-old in LA who's playing a fifteen-year-old. 15, like, great. It was totally appropriate, but his hair had gray in it. <laughs> I was like, "Are you forty years old?" I know. I was like, "We have got a silver fox in this class." <laughs> like, I could it was not. So weird. Stop staring at his hair. Maybe he's just prematurely gray. I mean, that happens. That does happen. But like, then cut your hair shorter. Yeah. I don't know. You What's don't it? need to have those beach waves. Or honestly, you're an actor. You can dye it. Yeah. Cover <laughs> it up. Like, it's not, you're not like a teenager. No. You, it was so yeah. weird. It was weird. I mean, but he was also, oh, that scene, and the the dread of knowing that whole scene as they're being cute. Mm-hmm. As they're talking about loss, but neither of them know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it was really good. Like the dramatic irony was like suffocating. Yeah. And um that part also when when I I loved that we see her reaction through the window and it's muffled. Yeah. And we're seeing it kind of as the students see it. And the pan to her drawing mm-hmm. is very like it doesn't seem contrived, even yeah. though if you told me about it in a vacuum or mm-hmm. you're like pitching it to me, I'd be like, I don't know. Like in that moment, it feels like, yeah. like that's what I would do if I was a kid. Like I'd look out there and I'd be like, and I'd look at her drawing. I would just look at her drawing. I don't yeah. know. So it felt very natural and just sad. Um, so I thought that was really, really well done. Right. Well, windows and open doors is a theme throughout the episode. Yes. There's a lot of that. Like starting with in the house, there's several windows that are open at the summer's home. And then she opens the back door and leaves mm-hmm. it open. She leaves all the doors open. The front door, yeah. back door. Yeah. Um, in the dorm, they leave the door open, mm-hmm. which apparently Tara and Willow don't live together. I didn't understand I that. thought they were roommates. I was, like, um, um, I was very confused. Anyway, uh, but that door <laughs> and that window are open. Like, uh, there's a lot of uh, looking in and being apart mm-hmm. and being separated mm-hmm. through these kind of portals throughout the episode. Um, I also really liked the he wants you bit. I love. I had forgotten that, and I was like, "Oh, that's right." Yeah, it was so cute. <laughs> it was just and so subtle. Like I love that girl was really good. She was not hamming it. No. Like the way she just like kind of gently turns it and then yeah. just puts it down. I don't remember because I feel like in future seasons we don't get a ton of that girl. But no. I I don't remember if we get to see her more this season. I hope we do because Dawn needs a friend. Dawn needs, a and friend. this is like a real teen, a real middle school. Uh, what is she? A sophomore? A freshman? They're I. Eighth grader? I think they're in eighth grade. Okay. She needs a real eighth grade friend. Like, she yeah. needs a friend who's just on that level with her. Yeah. Because she's only going to annoy her sister and her yes. sister's friends. Yes. Also, like, yeah, like, the way that when she was comforting her friend, that was such uh-huh. a middle school way to comfort her where it's like, um, you look okay, but, like, you better not look like you're crying because she's going to, like. And even, like, and then she, like, Dawn doesn't, barely changes her face and then she's like, oh, no, now you look great. And it's like, yeah. that is, so- oh, yeah. my God. Because. Because one, Dawn didn't look like that bad before. No. And two, none of it matters. All she did was blow her nose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys are like going through the pantomime of what it's like to be dealing with pain. Mm Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not trying to dismiss Dawn's embarrassment, but also kind of, I guess I am. But it's, it's very interesting because like in, like when you're in, in middle school and high school, Mm -hmm. like that kind of shit is like life or death. And so to have that, like. Followed up by real death. Right, because once it does matter, she's wailing on the floor in front of 
the boy she likes, in front of her best friend, in front of her teacher, in front of the girl who's mean to her. Like, she does not give a flying flip if any of them see her cry. Flying flip! I was trying to curse less. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she doesn't care at all. Once it matters, it doesn't matter. And that's, I think, what... Not that I'm for crying in public all the time, but, like, (laughs) there is a point where it doesn't... All that stuff is so silly. Yeah. Like, trying to pretend like you're okay about things you're not okay about or trying to win the favor of some girl that is just mean yeah like i know people say it a lot but like screw the haters seriously like that girl was just mean that girl was just mean so either she thinks like she thinks that you tried to either cut yourself or kill yourself and she thinks that's worth making talking gossip about like she's not worth your time yeah i mean you can't say you can say that to an eighth grader they're never gonna listen but no but I think also it so that really captured the feeling of middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, God, people were so mean in middle school. Yep. Like making fun of people for like fucked up. Well, things. mean and sensitive. I think that's part of it. Is that not yeah. only is everyone mean, but also like what she heard that he said that she was freaky, and later we find out he likes that about her. So yeah. she's crying over literally not a thing. Yeah. She's well, crying over her perceptions of a situation that are wrong. Yeah. Like she, it's, that's very middle school. Yeah. Like it's yeah. the actual, like if she, yeah, the actual thing that she's upset about is not an, a thing that is real. Mm-hmm. It's a construct she built. Yeah. And also like, I think a big reason why middle schoolers are so mean is because they're so sensitive. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, best defense is a good offense. Absolutely. Like I'm going to stab you before you stab me. Totally. But also, like, I'm going to pretend like I can't be stabbed. Yeah. Like, I don't care about being stabbed because I'm cool. God. What a horrible time to be a human is middle school. Like, just. I think some people get through it okay. But, yeah, for most of us, it's worse. I didn't. Did you? Um, I came through it a different person than I started it. Yeah. But I wasn't happy. No. (laughs) Like, I came through it, like, better. Yeah, like I said, I, I ended stronger then I started but yeah there was like weird shit I also I also got rid of a lot of my like because I was never that rebellious Mm -hmm. but all of the sort of rebelling that Mm -hmm. I did like anything that you could call like bad behavior Mm -hmm. I did then so by Mm -hmm. the time I got to high school I was just like I became kind of the woman that you see before you Mm -hmm. (laughs) who's just like doesn't uh if it's a rule, I probably am going to follow it. Yeah. Who cares? Um, but yeah, so like I got rid of a lot of that stuff. So like in retrospect, I'm kind of glad I did it then because the consequences are so much lower. Yeah. When you're 12. Whereas you can get into a lot worse shit when you're 17. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, I feel like it's better to like hang out with a friend who smokes and that be like bad when yeah. you're 12 than the kinds of uh, danger <laughs> that you can yeah. have when you're older. Yeah. I never really rebelled that much in in middle school, mostly mm-hmm. because I didn't really know anyone that was rebelling because I, m- my friends. You were straight edge? Well, <laughs> I guess so. Like my <laughs> best friend, like that was when I started, you know, like my best friend like would invite me over to watch Buffy with her older sister and like okay. that was what we were doing. Okay. We were, um, uh, <laughs> It's actually pretty embarrassing. Yeah. We would like play um there's this like American girls uh like video game or not video game, um computer game where uh-huh. you could like write little plays. But okay. we would do episodes of Maury. That's awesome. And but it would be like a robot talking. So it'd be like, Y'all yeah. dunno me, y'all dunno me. That's amazing. Yeah. It was very it was really fun. But like that's what we were doing. Like we would okay. like sit in the computer room, which what a relic of the past. Yes. We'd like sit in the computer room and like type up little scripts and then have the American girl that's amazing characters act out yeah episodes of Maury that's fantastic <laughs> so that was my yeah that was your time that's what you were doing that's, that's what, what was, you were up to I was doing that I was wearing a lot of cargo pants I was wearing a lot of things with hoods on them ooh hoods ooh flannels plaids so much plaid so much hood <laughs> uh lots of either flare or straight legged pants oh uh, not straight like I'm sorry like uh Pipey, pipey pipey pants, pants. Pipe, pants. Pipe, pipe pants pipe pants pipe pants yeah i was um not into the flare because i thought mm. they were too girly um which is such a weird thing to think 
Um, you're not but, that girly though. Like you, your style of like, yeah, you're not. Uh, utilitarian is probably what I wear. <laughs> I think there's a femininity to what you wear, but you certainly don't dress like a willow. No, you don't have chicks on your shirt. I loved that self-referential thing. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna say you love that shirt? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, it's been great. Uh, we got to the body. That was far enough. Uh, I'm gonna be continuing this show with uh, Colin and Patrick. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, it. No, but I her her sweatshirt with the chicks on it was very reminiscent of things that I would wear specifically. Mine were, had more animals, okay, uh, and not wearing dresses. But, but in middle school, in middle school, I I was wearing like sweaters with like pieces that were coming. You know what I mean, like interactive pieces. Because you know how that chick had like a skirt that was coming out. Yeah, mine had like manes that would come out for horses and zebras. Or like, um, so I didn't know you then. No, you sound kind of like a young middle schooler, not chronologically. No, yeah, emotionally. Uh, yeah, I because you sound like you were dressing like a little kid. Well, yeah, uh, sixth and seventh grade, mm-hmm. definitely. Okay, and then I think eighth grade was when I was like, I want to dress like an adult. You and break. I started wearing like <laughs> business suits, pumps, <laughs> yeah, new toes. <laughs> yes, I dressed like a 1980s lawyer, <laughs> shoulder pads. <laughs> I, um, no, I like you know started wearing. I remember I got a pair of like glittery flare pant jeans, which I thought were very cool. No, that that's I'm really intrigued. cool. They were glittery flare pant jeans, and um. Yeah, I I was where I didn't have things on my shirts anymore. So, but like you were not dressing like Delia's because Delia's did not have shit coming off the shirt. No, no, no. So Delia's was not sixth grade. Delia's was like eighth grade. Okay. So I was young. Yeah. Like I was like a limited two child. Yeah. I knew people like you. Yeah. But I was also, like I said, I was going through my like, I'm, I'm different. Yeah. Like I'm a, whatever. See, I was very like, this is cool. I'll, I'll, wear, I'll wear our shirt and I'll wear it. Yeah. I think by the time I was like a sophomore, I had friends who had been limited, limited to girls. Yeah. But when I was in middle school, I mean, I knew them. Yeah. But well, no, we did friend, not go shopping together. At the, I couldn't shop at the limited two either. I, it's well, for little people. I didn't. My friends weren't limited to girls. That's the thing. Like we just, for me, I just wore stuff. I just wore stuff that I thought I liked like I, I well, didn't yeah, think I had you should wear what you like yeah. but it was w- weird because like I remember my friends just they definitely dressed more like how, probably how you dress yeah. like there's a lot of flannels a lot mm-hmm. of plaids um they definitely dressed cooler than I did but but if you were wearing what you like I'm I'm not trying to sound some like of the things judgy, I wore ex- I did not like <laughs> <laughs> when my mom made me wear certain like clips in my hair yeah that I didn't like um and, like, the thing that connects the back of your glasses together. I had to do that in elementary school because I would lose my glasses so much. Yeah. But then I started wearing contacts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you wore contacts young. Yeah. But, yeah, those things that connect your glasses, I don't do it now. Wait, you didn't wear one that was, like, elastic in the back. It didn't go it was tight like, against my okay, head. Okay, so it was it, just if you took them off, they would hang around your neck like a librarian. Yeah, but they were neon colored. Yeah. And, like... Kind of ropey. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I know exactly what you're that kind, with like yes, yes. They're yes. very nineties. I like those, but I also had ones that were you actually stick the stems into mm. like this. Okay, it goes all the yeah. <laughs> you stick the stems into the rubber things. Yeah, those I thought were the best ones. But there's also ones with the little plastic uh, yeah. rubber and it like loops around. And you, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just saying I know why bullies picked on me. Oh no, I like, wasn't trying to get to this. No, now I feel bad. I, I didn't. I was a were, walking like yeah. pick on me, pick, pick on me. Look at this I'm kid. Sorry, you hey. deserve better than that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did a full like friend changeover somewhere between like the middle of eighth grade and the beginning of ninth grade. Isn't like, that weird? Like literally, like everybody's everything changed. Wow, I had totally new friends. I didn't even, like, I think it was, it might have even happened closer to eighth, might have happened even a little earlier. Because at one point, the girl who had been, like, my BFF, ride or die, best friend in sixth and seventh grade, her mom called because she had run away. And I had, like, 
literally no idea. I was, I was like, um, if she calls, I'll tell you. Oh <laughs> like, my god! I had like, and she went home eventually. But it was like I just was so out of touch with her. Like a mm-hmm. hundred, like I had no, I yeah. had no idea, no idea. Like there was a period where I would see her like once, because like I said, at one point we had been like every weekend we spent together, every day after school we talked, mm-hmm. we were on the phone all the time, that kind of thing. And there was one point like where we'd see each other every couple months and then she would update me on her life and everything would sound weird. Yeah. Like she'd be doing stuff and I'd be like, that's, and this was, I think, the beginning of me being like, maybe rules are good. <laughs> <laughs> but she would tell me stories and I would just be like, that sounds off. Like, like the, yeah. Um, but like she would tell me stories and I would just be like, and I'd have to because I was her friend, I guess, yeah. be like, oh, cool. yeah. And I would just be like, in my head, just like, what is happening to you? Like, yeah. I don't want to be you. <laughs> yeah. That's so um, funny. But yeah, I feel but, like we were both pretty good kids. Yeah. I was good. I was good. I mean, I did. I did some typical high school stuff, but I. I. You know, I never killed a man. <laughs> Not like those bad kids. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, I was definitely, I believed in like a lot of the things that were taught to me by Dare. So yeah. like I didn't drive drunk ever. Yeah. And I would, I would like be a person who would not tolerate stuff, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Like, so I was that kind of person. Mm-hmm. I went to class mostly. Mm-hmm. I did at one point work as a work. It's not a job. I was a, they don't call it intern. I didn't call it TA either, but I was like an assistant to a the health teacher, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he didn't care if I showed up. Cool. So I like I remember one time I got, or a couple times I went and got a man, a pedicure with my <laughs> other friend who was an assistant. What did we, what was it called? I think it was called assistant. Whatever we called ours TAs, but TAs, it was like maybe it was TA. But you're not really a TA. Not, you have no job because they can't actually anything. let you grade papers or anything. Because like no. I was a TA in college. And I had actual responsibilities. Yeah. I also got paid real money. Yeah. But yeah, so I think I maybe had to write a paper at the end of the semester. But yeah, so I would like cut class. Let's so sort of cut in class, but not really. Yeah, I he, never really cut class. Yeah, but I would cut that. Um, well, because he didn't care. He didn't care. He established and, oh, the rules. The one time. And this was the thing. Okay, so I did, I've talked about this before, but I did sports. So I did <clears throat> field hockey, which started before the fall semester. And then if we went to playoffs, that would overlap with basketball tryouts. And then basketball, there would be, even if we went to state playoffs, which we never did, but <laughs> even if we did really well, it would, there was like, for some reason, there was like a week between that and lacrosse tryouts. I think because it was cold or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it was like the only week of the school year that I wasn't on a team. Mm-hmm. And when you're on a team, if you skip school or don't, or like don't show up to school, mm-hmm. you can't practice that day. So there was one week of the school year that I could get away with. Like truancy, essentially. <laughs> and so one day, and it was my friend Janice, and she was going to try out for lacrosse. And so we were like, I was like, come over, we'll like skip school <laughs> and let's cut out of here. And we skipped school and came to my house, and we were just like throwing the lacrosse ball around because uh-huh. I was like showing her how to do it before, you know, whatever. So we were just like hanging out in my driveway, throwing lacrosse ball around. And my mom, pull- and this is like two in the afternoon. No, it must have been earlier because it was, I was skipping. So it was maybe noon. Okay. And I'm just like doing that. And my mom pulls up and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I am so, like, there's no, yeah. This is, the, I'm at, this is, yeah, you're yeah, busted. Busted. And she gets out of the car and she she's like, hey, Ryan, hey, Janice, and just goes inside. And I'm like, what is happening? And I, and she had come home from work with a migraine. Oh. And like, I never got in trouble. Because she was probably like, I can't deal with this. Right I can't. She's like, ugh, children. Yeah. I think she, I think Janice and I left maybe. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it was such like, I thought I was busted. And then she's like, ugh, and went away. So that was the kind of, so like, even when yeah. I was doing bad stuff, like, or, yeah, there's a, there are several stories in that vein of me doing things that are, you know, illegal, but not that big a deal. Yeah. My parents kind of knowing about it and then me having no repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> you were self-policing enough. I was self-policing a lot. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah. And then my brother came along and every, he got caught all the time. <laughs> he had punishments all the time. But yeah. Uh, speaking of my mom, we're, mm-hmm. we've been on, t- we've been tangenting, I think because this episode is so painful. It's very painful. Um, she uh, follows us on social. Yay. <laughs> and 
she asked me, she saw that picture of Giles and Joyce that we posted recently from Fan Killing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what is that picture from? And I was like, oh, it's from the third season. And I described the episode and she was so titillated. <laughs> She's like, that's am- That's great. That's great. I want to oh see it. Oh, my God. So, Does she like Giles? I think she likes Giles. I think, and also, because then we started talking about like potential Giles and Joyce. Like, why did they yeah. never date? And, you know. I kind of said the thing we've talked about of like, it would be really hard for Buffy. And also, mm-hmm. meanwhile, I knew Joyce was dead. Yeah. But I was like playing it cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, but it was funny that she was like into the band candy thing. And I was like, no, so... that Giles is a hunk. <laughs> he is a hunk. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Rip it, Giles. <laughs> Rip it. <laughs> um, so my mom may watch season three now. Good. Get her on it's it. It's a good season. It's a good season. Um. Uh, okay, I guess we got to go back. We got to go back. All right. So now uh, we're with Willow. Yes. And Tara in the dorm. Yes. Which apparently they don't share. I was very confused about that. I think maybe so they do. Willow seems to have a single. That was what was weird. Yeah. Is there's only one bed in that room. Unless it's a suite. Like they it share a bathroom. It seemed like it though. It seemed like a single. But so is Tara, she said your, uh, Willow said, is it in your room? Oh, right. Which then I was like, so either they both have singles, which maybe. But why? why? Save money, man. Save money. I mean, if I was dating a person that I could live with in college, I would like, yeah. in one dorm room. Why not? Why not? Ugh. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> Willow doesn't like any of her clothes. No. Which of course, why would you like any of your clothes? No. <laughs> <laughs> her clothes are very limited too yes no ser- like she dresses how sixth grade me dresses yes dressed yeah and honestly an woman. there was a point in my as much as i talked shit on limited two earlier there was a point in my maybe like fifth grade sixth grade where i wished i could have been a limited two girl yeah. one my mom was not spending limited prices yeah and two all the sizes were like made for littler girls to me they were i was always like small. uh like taller and bigger yeah. than girls my age until I guess now we're all yeah. kind of caught up. Yeah. Yeah. It. I'm, I just uh, got the memory of a specific shirt. Cause I, yeah. I had limited, I liked limited to stuff. Yes. But, um, my mom also was like, I'm not going to spend no. that money on you. So it was for like, if someone got me a gift certificate for my birthday, yes. I would always ask for a gift certificate for yes. my birthday. And I remember I bought, a shirt that it was a sweat it was a crew neck sweat shirt okay that had like what i'm wearing yes um a flower on it but it was like um it had like water and with glitter inside of oh it. yeah i remember so those. It's like those kinds so of cool. shirts i it was i would want to wear that every I'd day i want to wear that now yeah if only you still had it and <sighs> we're still a tiny little person god i mean if you went to eBay, it might you might be able to find it. Well, my mom is a hoarder, so I wonder if it's somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in our house. Like it there, might be. it might be. It was it, it was so cool. It was that like, is very cool. Uh, at that time, yellow was my favorite color, uh-huh. so it was like bright yellow, and then it, the flower. You never wear yellow. I know why. Well, I, I learned that it does not look good on me <laughs> because I have like yellow undertones to my yeah. skin, and it makes me look like I am dead. That makes how, me look like yeah. Joyce on the couch. Like it <laughs> red look, makes me look like I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> Like, if it's a dark enough red, it's okay. But, like, a bright red, it's like, Ryan, do you need to sit down? <laughs> it does. It's like, can I get you a paper bag? What's happening? Um, no, that sweater, sweater shirt sounds amazing. It was oh, so good. Yeah, when you got to buy your own things when you were that mm-hmm. age, it was, like, the dream. For me, yeah, my mom was not – my mom hated shopping. Mm. So that was kind of good at a certain point because it meant she would – Send me at a certain point. She would send me away with credit cards. That's fun and irresponsible. And so. I was responsible, so it was like I got to do the shot. I got to enjoy yeah. it because if it was with her, it would be twenty minutes, and then she would just be she'd be ready to go. Yeah, and it wouldn't even necessarily be a money thing. She would just be like, "Okay, like I'm done. I've filled my quota for shopping." Um, but when Old Navy opened, or when <gasps> one came to town, because it's so cheap. Yeah, like you could buy the actual like new styles at Old Navy yeah. and your mom would let you. Yes. <laughs> Whereas like Limited or The Gap or any of those other stores, there's no way my mom's going to let me buy like not no. on the sale rack. Yeah. But Old Navy, I could buy a performance fleece. 
Oh my god! <laughs> Do you remember those performance places? Yes, I had a blue, uh, like a bl- slate blue and gray one that mm. I loved. I wore all the time. I had um a uh it was like royal purple and Ooh. like lavender. So it was yeah. like it had like the line here, yes. and so it was like lavender or I'm sorry, royal blue on the top, yes. lavender on the bottom. So oh my good. god, Ugh. performance Please. dream cargo pants. Oh yes, corduroys. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it's all very like normcore, which I think is back. <laughs> yeah, it's back, and it probably wasn't cool, but I was not that cool. No, I was not. Cool. I was not cool. I mean, I was. Yeah, I, no, because cool back then was like baby spice dresses. Yes, and glitter on your face. I was not a glitter on my face girl. <sighs> no, but I'm thinking because I think it's coming in. I think it's, we're about to yeah. crest that ride back in because of the early aughts are now. Like the aughts are coming because it's been the nineties. So it's going to be vinyl. The aughts. Vinyl. I don't think I'm going to go the vinyl way, <laughs> but I think it's possible in 2017 on a night out you will see me with glitter on my face. That'll be fun, right? Like I've seen people do either. I've seen a glitter cat eye. Oh, cool! It looks so dope. Or do like it's it's kind of a Coachella kind of look, but go glitter from like the almost the edge of the outside of your eye mm-hmm. out like down the side, like almost oh, like. In a like, f- like yeah, like a face painting kind yeah, of way, okay. but like make it like trail off, like yeah, blendy. Um, That's cool. So I could, you know what, you know what I could see me doing. What could I which see? Is What's cr- that? Crazy. Oh, I'm excited. Um, shoulders bared, right? Yes. A little bit of glitter on my shoulder. Perfect. That would be so pretty on you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, it'd be fun. Okay, so we gotta plan a night out. Glitter. You gotta one. Get some glitter. Get some body glitter. Two. Plan it. Okay, so Willow, Willow can't find a top. Yeah. And I, I liked her struggle here where it's like you you fixate on like this minutia that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yep. And also, I think both her and Anya are struggling with the same thing at the core of it, which is like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And knowing that in truth, you can't do the thing that actually is going to make a difference. Right. The thing that ne- the only thing that's going to make Buffy feel better is her mom not being dead. And mm-hmm. neither Willow nor Anya can do that. Yeah. So there's no matter how much food you bring her in the morgue, no matter what outfit you wear, no matter how good a hug you give, like none of it is going to make a measurable difference to Buffy right now. No. Yeah. I mean, what you do in the next six months, what you do, what you can in the future. But today there's not there's nothing you can do. I guess yeah. except literally be there. But like even that, like. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing to be done. Um, I was getting t- oh, and then we finally get an on-screen kiss between yes, Tara and it was Willow, very sweet. and it was very sweet. And I think that part started making me tear up a lot too. And just generally, Allison Hannigan's mm-hmm. uh, performance there is so amazing. She yeah. is so like she she is sadness in, yes. in that <clears throat> absolutely yeah. Um, and then we have Xander, who is kind of a walking wound. Yeah. Uh, and we get some re- like some authentic Xander Willow best friendness, yeah. which we haven't for a really long time. So it was really nice to see the two of them kind of connect. Yeah, it was really nice, and to see Anya and Tara just like appreciate it too, yeah. which is really nice. And then Anya has her fruit punch speech. Yep. And that made me really sad. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it makes me sad. But it's also a public injustice as opposed yeah. to like a personal one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the sadness is so different between like uh, Willow and her. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she she's still learning to have empathy in general anyway. Yeah. So I don't know that she could feel, except except for Xander, I don't know that there's anyone she personally would care about mm-hmm. in a more personal way than she cares about great, uh, about Joyce. Yeah. Because she just doesn't have that, um, she doesn't have universal empathy. No. No. Um, no. I thought Tara was really good in these uh-huh. scenes, like her watching and like seeing everything and like, I don't know, you could really see her seeing everything. Yes, and I think there's also a part of it that is a testament to who Tara is versus maybe a different kind of character that she doesn't mention that she's been through this in the past five years. Yeah. 
and it's got to be stirring up a lot for her. Yeah. She doesn't even mention it. You know what I mean? Like a different kind of person would, that would be like top, that would be front of mind. Yeah. Or you would say it. You would say like, Willow, I I get it. Yeah. I remember what it was like when I got, had to pick it out for my mom's funeral. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three and, years ago. <laughs> and like when you learn later in the episode yeah. that she has been through this well, recently. I, we kind of, I mean, I guess we didn't know for sure she was dead, but we knew that her mom wasn't around. Her mom, I think we knew her mom was dead. Yeah, we knew her mom was dead, but we didn't know it happened when she was 17. Yeah. And like, and you kind of just don't remember that this yeah, happened sure. to Tara. But like, so all the stuff when she's watching and when she says to Xander, because mm-hmm. he, he has that blood yeah. coming off of his knuckle when he like punches the wall. And when she just says, like, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And, like, that has so much more meaning when you remember, oh, yeah. Yeah. She's been through all this. Mm-hmm. This also, this episode also made me really love Tara a lot mm-hmm. more, too. Yeah, she's great in this. Um, and the Anya speech is really good. I love that we do find the blue shirt. Yeah. Like, she's that's such a little it. bit, cute bit. Um, and it doesn't matter. That's the well, whole thing. Yeah, it, it totally it doesn't anything. matter. Um, yeah. I mean, it is insane that willow thinks she needs that sweater and that jacket because she's gonna be so hot no i know i was like what are you doing you're not gonna be like laying in the morning drawers like you when she's like she comes back in the jacket i was like it's sunny out i was like do you, do you remember what sweater you're wearing it is so heavy yeah, you're wearing a turtleneck <laughs> you do not it is made that. of mohair oh yeah. oh mohair, mohair. Do you think that's going to come back? Oh, no. <laughs> We're all going to be itching and soft at the same time. <laughs> How did mohair do it? I have no idea. Because it was itchy, but it was also It was soft. soft. It was soft, but also you always felt like you had like 10 ants on yes! your body. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, mohair. Uh, um, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the morgue. Yeah. And we get it reinforced to us that they're, it's just an aneurysm and it's a byproduct of surgery, but there's nothing anyone could have done. Yeah. Just happened. Yep. And I loved the part where she says, was there, are you sure there wasn't any pain? Yeah. And he said, and it doesn't line up with his yeah. mouth, but he says, I have to lie to you to make you feel better. Well, I was thinking about it and that's got to be true. Of course. They always, because there's nothing, what, you're not going to say he was intense pain and then died. And also, like, there's no way to, there's no way to know to know. And like, also, like, I mean, the only way to know would be someone who survived it, right? But even then, there's literally no benefit for ever telling someone he struggled. Yeah, it was really painful. The last moments were excruciating pain. He probably was thinking about you and wishing you were there to help him. Mm -hmm. Like, no, instead of sitting next to some robot (laughs) on a swing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it is. It's it's one of those things. But you kind of have to say it. You have to. You have to. I mean, I guess you could say nothing. But if someone asks you. <laughs> you say nothing? They're like, was there pain? And you're just like. <laughs> I think you could say there's no way to know. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way to know. Can't really ask them. <laughs> I mean, she's gone. So. I don't know. Let me know when you die. <laughs> I mean, I think. She also bit her tongue at the time, so <laughs> that at least hurt. We know. Ouch. That Ooh. hurts. You ever done that? Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you have to say it was... Yeah. You have to say it was... And then there's that thing of death, too, where you... Then there's just, like, all those dumb platitudes. You just... Uh, what are you supposed to say? Other, I know. Say, I'm sorry. Yeah. And you give a hug. Mm-hmm. I did think Anya was very cute when she says, the sandwiches are meat. Yeah, that was cute. And this, depressing, this is such a depressing episode. This is a very depressing um, episode. Do you think that uh, the dead vamp is the first penis that Dawn's ever seen in real life? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have that note too? <laughs> no, but I thought it. when. He, well, here was my thought. Okay, tell me your thought. When he's like like slappy foot stomping over yes. to her, I was like, ew, his like, wiener is probably like waving in the morgue air yeah and she is probably seeing that but she didn't look down she didn't i did i clocked her eyes but i was like i think this is the first naked man yeah probably that me and he's dead but naked in real life naked irl man she's ever seen for sure poor don poor don but it was gonna happen this way duh i mean it probably happened that way for buffy too (laughs) like this is probably this is if you hang out with the slayer the first when you're a kid the first naked man you're gonna see is gonna be well it was because it was probably 
Well, people aren't buried. Angel. Do you think she saw a penis before Angel? I feel like in the way Dawn did, you don't think in all of the demons oh, and people I'm she sure fought, he was, she never someone was buried someone... nude. <laughs> Bury me or... nude. <laughs> you... Okay, for my funeral, open casket, no. nude. <laughs> That's so horrifying for everybody. Oh, so... And don't warn anyone. <laughs> Okay, only Hellmouthy fans will know. <laughs> yeah, the Hellmouthy fans will know. Uh, oh, God. Um, yeah, you're right. It could have been Angel. Yeah, because I don't know if she saw. I don't know if she looked. That Angel- Oh, right, because it was like soap opera it sex. So, like, it was like, ah, uh, uh, the blankets. Ah, uh, uh, the orange light. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could have seen our sexy dance with a lot of uh, arms. I kind of like the idea of them imagining it instead. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Oh God, this episode, man. So Dawn, yes, is like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, first she's like, you can tell that she doesn't really believe. Can't. I mean, of course, yeah, she can't. She's trying to process it. Believe that her mom is dead, right? So Buffy she's, got like 20 minutes alone with the like Buffy yeah. got it hammered into her head. Yeah. Um. But Dawn, yeah, she can't know. So then Dawn's like, "Is mom? I I don't I don't know. You can see the yeah, wheels yeah, turning. Yeah. What's head. up? Yeah." So, well, and Buffy calls it. Yeah. She she's like, know. she doesn't believe me. Yeah. Not, and then so she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Which already you're like, what is Dawn gonna do? She goes to the bathroom and then comes out and sees the morgue door and goes in there. Yeah. And you know what? I could see myself doing that. I could do I would need to see it myself. I think especially, and this would sounds horrible, but it's part of why I'm a bad person. Like, especially if, like, my brother found the body. Yeah. There would be part of me, like, all right, if he has to see it, then I have to, like. Yeah, Then, too. like, we should both deal. Like, I think we need to, like. Both have it. Both have it. Me too. But I think, honestly, oh, God. I probably would want to anyway. Yeah, I just. Well, especially because my mom's not going to have an open casket, so. It's going to so, be my only chance. That or nothing. That or, that or some ashes. Yeah. Which, not it's not the, the same. same. It's not. <laughs> ashes, just ashes just aren't the same. Oh, my God, Kelly. It's just not. You can't hug an ash. <laughs> you can't kiss an ashes uh, forward and no, say goodnight to Ashes prince. don't have arms. So you can't position the arms as if they're hugging you. Oh, no. <laughs> But it like I would have to be like I, I need mean, yeah. to see this and touch it for myself. Yeah, like just like Dawn. Um, yeah, I think that. I, uh, yeah. Um, and here's the thing: I used to really fucking hate the vampire part, and yeah. now I feel medium about the vampire part. Now that I know it's only three minutes, I'm yeah. over it. It's fine. Yeah, that's. The, I was like, it's short, and I like the anticlimacticness of it because it makes when when a, a personal tragedy makes all of the other very big feel very small. Yes. So like the vampire thing to me signified, you know, Buffy's greater fate as a slayer mm-hmm. and how she just in this moment, and I think this is what makes Buffy different from other slayers. Is that that is just a job to her. She yeah. does it, kills him, and it's her and her sister on the floor. Yep. So it worked a little better for me this yes. time than it usually does. I still could have maybe not had it and been happy. Yep. But I think knowing it was coming was helpful. Again, I paused to see how much time. And it was only three yep. minutes. I'm like, I could do anything for three minutes. Yeah. It's also, I like that Dawn is in danger for like two seconds. And then it's not about Dawn. I mean, right. it's, or... It's not about Dawn and the vampire. It's about Dawn and her mom. Mm-hmm. Like, it imme- the focus goes right back for Dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Buffy has to do her job and finish him. I also had forgotten how he... D- I mean, I know there's only oh, a few yeah. ways to kill him. So I was like, there's no wood in there. Me too. There's no like, wood. I was like, do? where's their wood? Um, oh, she's a bone She's a bone saw. And it works. It works. Um, but yeah, so that part definitely grew on me this time. I liked that the, there was no music for the fight scene. Oh, yeah, but it made it scarier. It did. It, made, it really did. Yeah. There's another, no spoilers, but there's another fight scene thing mm-hmm. that happens later in the series that also has yeah. just the sounds of the struggle, which uh-huh. is so effective. Totally. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, 
that is just a really i mean I, if you couldn't do it every week no it, you'd it would lose it you would but, desensitize yeah. yourself but in this it really works mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean the instant that dawn falls down she's like oh mom's up there mm-hmm. and i love the way it ends with just her reaching towards yeah, her mom's almost face touching almost do you think she touched it mm-hmm. me too i like that we didn't see it yeah we didn't need to see it I would have touched her. I would have touched her. I think we, because we kind of, and we already got like this, the visceral thing. Mm -hmm. We got Buffy cracking her mom's ribs. We got Buffy trying to breathe life into her mom. We got to see her mom be intubated. Mm -hmm. Like we've seen, we've seen a lot of things happen to that body. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that we need to also see Dawn touch her mom's cold face and fall apart again. Yeah. It was really, I loved not seeing that. Yeah. It was really. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great episode. I loved it. I mean, I'm sad. Yeah, I cried all morning. But I loved it. I'm trying to even remember. I don't even remember what happens next. I do. (gasps) I remember. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. This this is one of the greatest episodes of Buffy. It is also a great episode of television. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens for the rest of the series... This is a watermark. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like things go downhill from here. I'm just saying that like it's hard. Anything that happens after this can't be this. Yeah. Because this is the kind of episode of television that only happens once in a very long while. Yeah. Yeah. And there are like very important, very like life changing for these characters episodes for sure. But mm-hmm. it's very it's different. It's a different yeah. type of thing. Well, and I think this show, this is an episode you could show someone who doesn't care about vampires. Yeah. Because it's not about that. It's not. It's about grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't know that you need, yeah, I don't think you need to care about vampires at all to recognize the value of this episode. For sure. It was, yeah, it's just very human. It was really good. I loved it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> It's not a good way to start your day. No. It's probably not a good way to end your day either. No. Maybe somewhere in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, like noonish. Noonish. Um, right before brunch. <laughs> <laughs> you show up to brunch with like puffy face. Yeah. You're like, give me a mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so that's the body, man. Yeah. Should we do this episode with no music? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Just talking. Just talking. Um, Next week, if you're watching Angel, we have Epiphany and Disharmony. Mm -hmm. And then looping back to Buffy, we have Forever and Intervention. Yes. So those are going to be, that's going to be fun and exciting and interesting and sad. I promise no other episode will be as sad as this one was. If you are a first-time watcher. Yeah. Like, nothing else will be this, this is sad. A, yeah. Don't worry. It's not like the show becomes how can we make everyone cry 17 times. No. In fact, there are some very silly, irreverent episodes ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, You probably will cry again. Not like this. I mean, uh, yeah. There's one. You'll, play, there's yeah. one, you'll cry. <laughs> you'll cry. Uh, but overall, not you're not going to be weeping during an entire episode. No. no. This is not the show of, of one by one, everyone dies. Ugh. This ain't this ain't no walking dead stuff. No. Um All right. Do you have anything to plug, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> um you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Hellmouthy. Um you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Kelly Nuji. You can follow Ryan at hell, uh, at at uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Armogi. I like that both of our Instagram and Twitters are the same. Yeah, it's honestly, easier. Yes, it's so easy. Well, and it also helps that I use an obscure last name in my first initial. Ooh, Ooh. for me, it helps that I change my last name. <laughs> <laughs> we made it work. Um, you can check us out on same day shipping. Um, at Shipple Dips at Shipple on Dips. Instagram and Twitter. Uh, try uh, check out. 
Alpha. We did an episode with them live. Uh, go to projectalpha.com to get a free uh, trial of mm-hmm. the subscription service, and you can watch us give uh, fictional and real life relationship advice with uh, your something blue hush uh, favorites, um, Patrick Ellers and Colin J. Morris. Yeah. And even, I mean, watch us because we're great, but Alpha is really cool. It's a, they have streaming things that you can watch and with a live chat and mm-hmm. all of the hosts are watching the chat and interacting as you go and then they have an archive of a lot of great great content the one that you were excited about uh-huh. that was after us it is uh yarn crafts <gasps> i know that's why they had a table set up <clears throat> i know uh-huh. we should check it out we should check it out let's do it right now it'll make us feel better okay great okay <laughs> bye guys bye, bye. <laughs> oh no <laughs>